questions people want to know. How much do you need to make a purchase for a $400,000 home? How much will that cost you monthly? And how much will it cost you total over 30 years? Now, I've tackled the first few questions, your salary needed and your monthly payment, quite a bit here on the podcast. But I recently discovered that as far as the 30-year lifetime costs of a home loan, there are some of you that are pretty unclear on this. So it's time to get into all of this. Play the music. What is up, my homies? An exciting day here in Southern California. It's gloomy outside, but I'm still down. So welcome to the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm your host and first-time homebuyer advocate, cheerleader, and educator, David Sedoni. Very happy to be here today. I'm going to be going over some of the basics on and show you when you Google things that you might end up in some sketchy and misleading places, even if you know what you're doing and you check out multiple different sources. Now, yes, that means I'm going to burst the bubble of you internet researchers. So I love you, but deal with it and accept it. You don't know everything. Hey, that's why you're Googling in the first place, right? And sometimes the real key is, even though you've been doing it your whole life, you sometimes you can't research everything. Uh, don't believe me? Listen back to Dr. John on episode 188 or PhD Kendall from episode 187. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I know everything about all you guys out there, but I'm pretty sure that those two people have more initials after their names than a lot of us out there. And they learned that even they couldn't do all the proper and necessary research when trying to buy their first homes. Listen to those episodes. They're awesome. Okay. When it comes to mortgage rates and making the best personal plans that you can to buy your home, not only is Google wildly vague and nonspecific, but sometimes, damn it, it's just flat out wrong. And for you super techie people, yeah, this even goes for AI too, since AI is just simply a super fast gathering and summarizing of all the things on the internet. And last time I checked, Google is the internet. Now, before you start calling me old and out of touch, first of all, drink. Um, I want to be clear. I'm a huge proponent of AI. I love it. Seriously, using it all the time right now. I think it's a tremendously valuable asset and a time saver if you know how to use it right. And yeah, I really dig it. But here's the thing about AI and where it is right here in 2023. It's brand spanking new. And just like Google, when it first came out, you had to learn how to use it properly so you're getting the right answers. And not just fed something that's either incomplete or not specifically correct for you and your situation, or just wrong. Since the source material, the internet, I'm not sure if any of you guys heard this before, but uh, sometimes the material on the internet, uh, it can be incorrect. So (laughs) if AI and Google and the robots are all getting their knowledge from the interwebs and the interwebs is gathering its information from people putting it in there and some of them are wrong, basically, no matter how authoritative Google or AI spits out the answers for you, it's just 
one of those things where you have to trust but verify. And even then, it can only get you so far before maybe you need to seek an expert who can just tell you what are the questions to ask and which answers pertain specifically to you. So today in this episode, I'm going to go over how much you need to make annually to buy a $400,000 home. And then we'll break down how much that's going to cost monthly. And finally, how much it's going to cost you in a lifetime. And then I will get into how Googling these questions can mangle your brain cells and confuse the issue. So let me start with this one confusing issue that we've got here. The lifetime cost of a home. This is something that I realized we need to go over pretty big time. And that's because I had a chat with one of the homies who was totally freaked out and confused when they figured out the lifetime payment on the purchase that they were trying to figure out how to do. Uh, And rightfully so, because he didn't know this and the information is not readily out there if you're not really digging deep into stuff. He discovered that his potential $800,000 purchase with 20% down was going to cost him 5K a month. $5,000 or $5,000 a month. That's, that's a pretty big monthly payment, but he worked it all out and figured out $5,000 a month was something he and his family could do, but that's not the part that freaked him out. The part that freaked him out is when he did the 30-year lifetime math, he figured out, wait a minute, 360 months at $5,000 a month, that's $1.8 million. Did you hear that, folks? An $800,000 home with 20% down at today's interest rates is going to cost you $1.8 million if you live in that home for 30 years and just pay the monthly minimum and you never pay extra and you never refinance or you never move. (laughs) Oh, let that sink in. Okay, so why is that? Amortization. That's the word of the day. And if I can get through this entire podcast saying amortization without stuttering, I get a gold star or a thin mint from my daughter, even though she's not a Girl Scout anymore, but she knows people. I can get that crack. Amortization is a word that I just said correctly. So now let me say what I was trying to say. An amortization schedule is how you calculate the total cost of that 30-year loan. Now, I've said it before, homies, nothing, and I mean nothing, is black and white when it comes to you buying a home. But wait, if that fact freaks you out, well, I've got some even scarier news for you. This may make you feel like your whole life, everything that you've ever been told, it's just a lie. Let me ask you this. Have you ever bought a car? Did you know this fact? That the average American on a $35,000 car pays about $4,500 in interest. In Canada, it's about $6,000 in interest. So when you buy a car and you get a $35,000 loan and you think it's sweet, got a car, that's what I'm paying. Well, if you take six years to pay it off, you're going to pay about $40,000, $39,500 to be exact. Not $35,000 spread over six years in your monthly payment. It doesn't work that way. You don't get 72 months of payments that equals $35,000. you are not chopping it up evenly so that all you pay over six years is $35,000. That would be a 0% interest loan. (laughs) That's not a loan. That's just a zero interest installment gift plan from somebody. And ain't nobody giving those away. 
So for some of you right now, I possibly have wrecked your brain and you realize that you thought you were paying $35,000 on a loan for a car, but you're paying 40 or 41. And you might be rethinking your entire financial future. So, all right, I feel you. Let's get zen. Let's take a step back. Now, I apologize to those of you listening to the podcast for a pump up and some energy while you're on the treadmill or working out. But many of the people out there need a full-on chill moment to digest that harsh knowledge nugget that I just injected right into your brain. So here's the deal. Everyone, it took me a long time to figure this out, but basically life, the way that we're attempting to live it here in first world North America, it's a complex math problem. Only instead of you being fed the entire formula, you've been fed the simple monthly formulas because it's easier to sell. The bottom line is you haven't been given the full picture and it's not your fault. Credit cards and loans are a way of life here on our side of the globe. In some places in the world, you know exactly where you stand every single day. All you have to do is get up and count the number of chickens that are out in your yard. It's pretty easy. There's no lines of credit anywhere, just you and your chickens. Well, here in North America, our chickens are dollars. And the American or the Canadian dreams cost dollars. Might come to a shock to some of you, but most wannabe middle-class people have to leverage things to be middle-class. So part of understanding the whole process for buying a home is understanding that a lot of people figured out that they've got two choices when it comes to living middle-class in Canada or America. You can live only on what you can pay for today, cash. Not the easiest thing in the world to do. Or choice two, you can finance some things and under the assumption that these big things that happen in your life, that you're going to continue to make money. And so you're technically going to pay more total for a couple big assets over your lifetime. But you're doing that so you can enjoy them sooner to live the life that you want to in lovely middle class. So a lot of people, college educations, cars, and homes. Many people decide that they want to pay these big items over time with interest so that they can be comfortable today. They do realize, or they should realize, that they're going to make more money as life goes on and that they have options to adjust these payments later, or maybe they'll just decide to live with the higher lifetime price as the years go by so they can have a little extra money every month. Now, to some, this sounds like an irresponsible way to live. And you know what? Totally get that, dude. You're right. There are millions and millions, and I wish I was exaggerating, there are millions and millions, especially here in America, millions of examples of people who have lived with crappy financial education, and they've abused this leveraged lifestyle, and they end up living house poor, car poor, education poor, and a lot of them, debt will cause major problems, could end up with bankruptcy or just a big fat debt you carry with your whole life. This happens a ton. Bet. But gang, I'm not here to go deep into the correct fiscal philosophies. That's going to depend on you and what you want to do. I'm here to educate you with the information that is needed, especially when you're looking to buy a home. Now, not a lot of people 
are doing this. Apparently, including me, since the listener that I talked to was shocked to discover the amortization on the $800,000 home purchase. So I, I get it. I take it. I own it. My bad. I'm correcting that here today. So I could go deep and deep into these philosophies. And they're broken down into what a lot of people call good debt and bad debt. But I'd rather just simply lay it out this way for you. What kind of life would you have if you never had a credit card, never had a loan of any kind, and you only bought everything you've purchased in your entire life, you bought it just with cash? Homies, think about that for a minute. Cash only, everything, your entire life. If that was what you did, how differently would your life have looked so far? And maybe you're the kind of person who says, oh, I could have done that. Cool. Would you have that savings account that makes you sleep better at night? I understand this is a slippery slope. But as an old man, dad of two, drink or jello shot, if you listen to the last couple episodes. Yeah, as me, this old man, drink. When I was having my second child, I was fine paying $60,000 total over the lifetime of payments for what was a sticker price, $50,000 dope-ass minivan. Instead of buying it for $50,000 cash, which I would have had to take from my savings. In the end result, sure, I would have saved $10,000 over the life of that vehicle. But with my fatty new daddy responsibilities, I had to weigh that $10,000 loss over spending all my cash and my savings and having no safety net, which was not something I wanted to do since suddenly I had two of these little eating and pooping machines that I was totally responsible for. So that was my personal choice. My labeling of good debt and bad debt. So if you're out there freaking out, you lemon butt squeezers right now, if the amortization schedule of your loan payment is news to you, and finding out that an $800,000 home equals $1.8 million over the lifetime, if that's got your panties in a bunch, I totally get it. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm re-saying this today. That's why I'm here for you. And if you're feeling salty and you think the world is ripping you off, cool. That's what we are here to digest together. It was all there in the fine print for every loan and credit card you've ever gotten. And many of you you know, you've been doing this already and maybe you knew about it. But for those of you who didn't, the problem is that no one has just laid it out for you. I guess apparently not even me. So cool. I'm going to try to do better. And I'm here to educate and manage your freakouts of how things really work. Hashtag truth bombs. All right. So let me wrap up this amortization concept. And then I'm going to get into answering the other questions that I asked at the top of the show. For a home loan, amortization is the mortgage interest calculated as a percentage of the remaining principal. Yeah, it's not calculated once when you buy the home and then tacked on to a total. The way it works is each month, the remaining principal is recalculated. Now, I could spend hours and hours going into a million and one ways to reduce that principal so that the calculation is on less. I mean, there's so many things we could discuss. We could discuss when the rate changes, you refinance, or we could discuss bi-monthly payments, which will reduce the principal. Or a lot of people do this 13-month payment each year to reduce your lifetime total, and it works. But I've got a better idea. 
since every payment schedule that we have has tons of options like these, the best options for you are going to be based on your personal information and your personal financial situation, which over 30 years is going to change, oh, I don't know, a gazillion times. I suggest instead we do this. You know the basics, which we kind of just went over, and then you discuss in detail with a unicorn pro instead of Googling the options, which will make your head explode. That way you can get your unicorn team to send you so many personalized spreadsheets for just designed for you and your individual options that you can find somebody with a printer, print out all the spreadsheets, and take a bath on them. Okay, so loan basics. One more time. $35,000 car loan is going to cost you $39,500 in the United States and $41,000 in Canada. Get it? Loans mean you pay more over time. And a home loan over 30 years will absolutely make you want to puke if you figure out the full numbers, if all you do is pay the minimum every month. Like I mentioned, there are a thousand ways to reduce the lifetime paid since the interest is to recalculate every single month. But I have to warn you, if you Google this, head explodes. 18,642 different answers. And they're all not right for you. Which leads us to the subject of today's podcast. Google in. I googled how much salary does it take to buy a $400,000 home? Here's what the answers were on page one of Google. Now, under the ads, I'm not an idiot. I went past those. These are the legit page one Google answers. First result on Google says, how much salary does it take to buy a $400,000 home? It said $105,864 with 20% down at a 6.88 mortgage interest rate. Okay. So here's the first thing I want to point out about this is that Google or anyone trying to answer the question, how much do I need to make annually to buy a $400,000 home? Anyone answering that question for, her, for a first-time home buyer should only say one thing first. Anyone. One thing. Any, any guesses what it is? Go ahead. Shout it out where you are right now. What's the guess? I'll give you a hint. Most of you pretty much hate it when I say this. You come here because I'm supposed to educate and enlighten you with all the facts and the figures and the data. But much to your chagrin, I say this. Come on now. What do I say? All right. You know, I say, it depends. I know you hate that. So why do I say that? And why does it create so much chagrin for you? Well, first of all, let's figure out what chagrin means. It comes from the French, which means grief or sorrow. Uh, secondly, I say it depends to you because despite your chagrin and your sorrow, I say it because it does depend. All big decisions in life have to include your personal data. That's what it depends on. And, and that will absolutely create a different answer for everybody. So many things in life are not a one-size-fits-all question, but holy Moses, buying a dollars $800,000 home is not a one-size-fits-all question. Life is full of questions, tons of them. Like, how long should I wait to text someone after a first date? It depends, <laughs> despite what all those rom-coms try to tell you. Uh, there is no magic formula. Uh, what about this one? I make $65,000 a year, but I can just barely afford the car payments on a sweet, sick Tesla. Should I buy that? 
I don't know. It depends. Do you still think you can score and get some play with your sick new car? Even though once you pick somebody up and take them home, you're going to have to take them into your sketchy neighborhood or your crappy studio apartment filled with nothing but top ramen containers and just tap water to drink. I don't know. It depends. What about the square root of 64? What about that one? That doesn't depend because it's a simple one-factor equation. Buying a home is not a simple one-factor equation. And in the interest of realizing that I may not have been clear enough in the past, uh, buying a home is a personal, multivariable formula, both mathematically and emotionally. And as I mentioned, they have multiple variables and factors that in no way can be Googled as simply as finding the square root of 64. You never believe it, though, if you took a look at my inbox, because I get questions from people all the time asking me, and they expect me to give them an answer like it's a square root question. They want a yes or no answer with perfect guru guidance while only giving me very small pieces of information to what is a giant algorithm equation and formula. So again, when I Googled how much salary does it take to buy a $400,000 home, and the first answer under the ads, because I always ignore those, it said $105,864 with 20% down at a 6.88 mortgage interest rate. I was so angry and pissed off, I almost broke my computer. And then I heard Roy Kent's voice in my head when he gave up the captaincy to Isaac McAdoo. He told him, never stop breaking TVs. So, in the spirit of Ted Lasso, the most positive show on television, I channel the concept of never stop breaking TVs, keep your anger and your passion. I ironically punched my computer because instead of saying what it should have said when I Googled it, it depends... It gave me stupid one-size-fits-all answers right there at the top of the Google results. I mean, just looking at the 6.88 interest rate alone should have been enough for any homie to question this first Google result. It said that that rate was based on today's rate, and I instantly called my unicorn lender who told me that, you know, based on what she's seeing right now, she'd actually run things at 6.5%. But I want, she also want to make sure that I knew that rates were dropping, so she's going to run it at 6% because it's probably going to be where it is at the end of the day. Now, that's a huge difference. But we haven't even touched on the fact that you're a homie, right, homie? So you know that interest rates vary from person to person based on credit scores, debt-to-income ratio, and a ton of other factors. And the one-size-fits-all 6.88 rate that they put right there at the top of the Google, it's just one component. And it it's a component that varies from person to person. Oh, but it gets worse. The second result is from Fortune. That's a very reputable publication. And it said the annual salary to afford a $400,000 home is about $165,000. What? Really? A $60,000 spread? That much of a difference? Okay, fine. Let me go down to the third one. Well, the third one is Capital Bank. And it sends you right to a handy-dandy calculator that they have to give you the answer. Okay, cool. So I punched in the numbers uh, exactly the same as the top result to make sure that we were going to do, you know, get the, the right and cohesive answer for us. 20% uh, down at 6.8 at, and this calculator said, 
$95,567. So that's almost a $10,000 difference with the same down payment and the same mortgage rate between the first and the third result on page one of the Google search. And boy, it's even more confusing because it really seems like these are legit because they, their numbers are so exact. It must be real, right? I mean, it's down to the last dollar. First one said $105,864. I mean, that's pretty specific. And the second one said $96,567. Oh, yay, what a joke. Okay, let's look at the fourth one. The fourth one on the Google search. Ah, okay, this one says you have to make at least $106,000. Well, that's kind of comforting. First of all, it's a round number. And second of all, it says it at least. So it's sort of an approximation. It makes me feel like they're more understanding that this question has come different variables for everybody that asks, right? Okay. Now the fifth one says roughly $100,000. Okay. That sounds kind of good. Oh, wait a minute. But then I look and see that article is from January 25th. That's a while ago. It's already, wait, what? January 25th. 2021? Okay. Well, I know you like me and you're smart enough to look at the dates of your Google results, so I scroll past that nonsense and I go down to the sixth answer on the page. That's where I see dollartimes.com. It says for a $400,000 home with 20% down, you need $59,685. Okay, as Roy Kent would say, Seriously, you guys have to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's so damn funny. All right, so, okay, this price doesn't make any sense. There's no date on this article, so, okay, the numbers are really bonkers, so you know what I have to do? I have to click on it. And when I clicked on it, I got directed to a preset mortgage calculator. Preset to these parameters, $400,000 price, check. $20,000 or 20% down, check. 30-year loan, check. And what? A 3.25% mortgage interest rate? What? And on the exact same page, right next to that preset calculator, it says... Compare mortgage rates for June 2023, and it's got five different banks giving you five different results, but all of those are in the 6.5% range. In what world is this cohesive, comprehensible, or helpful? I am sorry for going all Roy Kent with the swearing, but what the actual f***? All right, so I had to calm down a little bit. I talked to my unicorn lender, and I said, for the love of God, Give me some basic calculations on 400000 Can you buy a $400,000 home with a $100,000 annual salary? Well, first, she said, it depends. So, of course, I, I smashed my cell phone in irony. But then I pulled out my burner phone uh, that I use with my bookie to bet on the chargers as well as to buy last-minute Scalver Broadway tickets, and I texted her, and I told her it was for the podcast. So she gave me some basics. She said, oh, for the podcast? Okay, well, you can say this. You can say that uh, maybe with a $100,000 salary right now, you can afford a PITI of approximately $3,750. If you're using a 45% DTI with no other debt, 
with a 5% down payment that lands you at a purchase price of around $470,000. With a 20% down payment, that's going to land you at about $590,000. Now, why? Why is that so different? Well, because she used a different debt-to-income ratio. She used a different down payment. And then she even said, oh, but by the way, you know, that's, that's at 6.5%. By the end of the day, we're going to be looking at 6%. So, you know, it's going to completely depend. Now, I wish I had more information, but when she said that it depends, um, I don't know what else she texted after that because I threw the phone out the window when I read that. So to sum up, Google is awesome. but it sucks too. Now, I know I sounded sarcastic when I said Google's awesome, but I mean that. Google's awesome. But yeah, it totally sucks too because it's only as good as the information that people put on the interwebs. Now, you got to know there are millions and millions of realtors and lenders out there trying to sell you and they're doing everything they can to get to the top of the Google page. And they have little or no interest in educating you correctly they put a lot of time and money and energy into their websites and their blogs and what we call SEO, search engine optimization. They're trying to shove everything they can in there to get you to click on it. And then Google spits out their crappy information to you. I, I wish I could change it, but I can't. If I could, I'd be a gazillionaire. But together, what we can do is we can get more of the truth out there by sharing the podcast to anyone that you know who would enjoy the truth. You know, instead of hours and hours of going down the matrix and doing detective work online, oh, that can be so frustrating. So please, please, please help me get the truth out there by sharing the podcast. Please share. Visit me on all the socials. You can search How to Buy a Home Podcast. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. And if you're tired of having to decipher what's real, and what's a sales pitch, go to howtobuyhome.com. Ask for a unicorn team to help you and get you a personalized plan, not a one-size-fits-all. And gang, the sooner you do it, the better. Help me out, rate, review, subscribe, and oh, did I mention? Share, share, share the podcast. The reason? So we can rock the truth revolution. You can do this.